Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of This, That, and Other Things podcast. I'm Troy, and I have a co-host today. We'll get to that in a second, but as always, if you want to send us topics, suggestions, you can reach us at T underscore T underscore OTPod at yahoo.com. You can find our podcast on Apple and Spotify. You can drop us a line on our Facebook page, and you can find us on Instagram at this underscore that underscore other underscore things underscore pod. Today's topic, I could not do alone. A topic such, such stuff to chew on. You had to bring in a big guest. You had to, you had to go to the click. You had to go to your blood. So I'm bringing in my, my hetero ape mate, Matt, and he is going to give us his expert view on DC and Marvel movies and how the comics go. How's it going, pal? Thanks for joining us. All I got to say is, yes, boy. <laughs> Glad to be here and everything is going great. So, I think today, you know, obviously we can't talk about every Marvel movie. Uh, too many of them. I would say, you know, we could touch on some in the Infinity War saga. And, you know, we could talk about the original Spider-Man movies, Fantastic Four. And how you think they 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 swing toward the comics spider-man and swings <laughs> no that, pun that, intended that, that was that was not that was not intentional so obviously i'm shooting from the hip as usual but you obviously know that i'm a superman fanatic or mark as our wrestling fans would say um but i also like captain america on the on the Marvel side, I know you're a Batman enthusiast. Who is your favorite on the uh, Marvel side? Um, I don't want to sound like everyone else, but you know, like I love Wolverine. But then again, Marvel. I also love Moon Knight because he's. Well, you kind of look like Wolverine to a point sometimes, <laughs> so that's probably, that would probably be a uh, a thing. Why, you know, um, I know you like Batman probably because of the darker thing of it oh it was the speaking of movies the 1989 batman movie with michael keaton that i'm like oh this is awesome <laughs> and then my dad collected comics and so that's when i really picked up in reading them through the i want to say the golden age silver age right comics and then the, the next batman movie came out i'm like yes and then just i love batman since then right. and also i have to point out the batman animated TV series with Kevin Conroy, rest in peace, but just watch that every Saturday morning. Yeah, that that's the one thing. If if you guys know Matt, Matt is an enthusiast for more of the animated stuff because don't you think they follow more of the comics on both sides of the coin? Yeah, well, DC animated movies, they're amazing. They do follow along the story beats, but they change little things here and there. But with the animated movies, they can get have a lot more leeway than the uh, live actions because you don't have to pay this actor this. Right. This person, you can keep the mask on. You don't have to show their face and yeah, being, that stuff. Yeah, being a being a voice on an 
for an animated show or an animated movie has to be like the greatest thing in the world. You know, only work a couple hours a day and, you know, just say some dialogue and well, some enthusiastic dialogue. I would imagine. Look at Mark Hamill. <laughs> he was the Joker in the anim Batman animated series. He also did the voice of Swamp Thing. He did the voice of uh, Trickster for the Flash villain. Yes, I remember that, yeah. He did. He was also the Trickster in the live-action Flash yes. TV series. Then now you did like four or five other voices for DC. And so, I think a couple... Marvel doesn't really have animated series or movies. There some, and those are actually really good. But not the quality of DC. But yeah, voice acting is you get in there, say your lines, you're done probably a week. So there was a little there there's Matt flexing his knowledge for everybody, you know, the <laughs> with the Mark Hamill tidbit. So so there's our first tidbit of the of the episode. Now I don't know when you compare the the DC and the Marvel movies, do you go with all of them even before like because, you know, obviously you were talking about the, the Burton Batmans. You know, i obviously obsessive over the Christopher Reeve Superman. Um, and then, But then you look over on the, the Marvel side. Do you count the Fantastic Four and the, what was it, five Spider-Mans? You know, the three with Tobey Maguire. Uh, yeah, the, was it two with Garfield? Or was two it for Garfield, okay. yeah. He never got his trilogy done. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> um. Well, I think with the Spider-Man No Way Home, you can count the other three or five Spider-Man movies because they did bring in those actors. So that's sort of making it, you know, a canon, I guess, yeah, they, different universes. Yeah, they flex the multiverse thing. But they really haven't, they sort of did that with the X-Men movies also bringing Patrick Stewart in, Doctor Strange yeah, I forgot about 2. Those, yeah. Somewhat? But I think the real thing is, is when the Deadpool 3 gets released, that's when the X-Men come in. All the other non-Marvel ones actually come into the Marvel Universe. But the Fantastic Four ones, uh, I think everyone's just trying to forget about those. Well, I, well, I enjoyed the first Fantastic Four. Yeah. You know, the Silver Surfer one, I, I didn't care for. Well, I didn't care for how they did Galactus in that. Yeah. No, not... Some stupid floating cloud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, and you know, some of these things that we might touch on, I've not seen, I've not seen the new Fantastic Four movie. It's not out yet. There's no, still, no, oh. the, no, the last, the, oh God, that was horrible. <laughs> Holy, oh, sorry, I gotta watch my language. Well, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that I, I didn't take any time for that. So, um, time I can't get back. So between so let's let's float over to the DC. You know, you said you're you said you're a Batman. Yeah. Do you like? Are you a the Keaton ones, or do you like the Dark Knight ones, or what is your mm. favorites? Like, like you know, we all have that movie that we can watch no matter what, doing anything and everything. Like, so is is one of those your be all end all that you could sit and watch? Um, I'd probably have to go with Batman Returns okay. and probably Dark Knight Rises. Right. Okay. Oh, no, it's Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, not yeah, yeah, Rises Dark, of the Third. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, the... yeah, those two. And, of course, I can always watch the 66 Batman <laughs> with Adam was. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean... Get I my mean, camp we, on. Yeah, if we talked about all of them, we, we, we'd be here for a couple of days. So the, uh, I'm not something. even going to bring up the old... Right. Radio ones from right. the 1940s. Well, and, and then that's the thing. 
that's the thing when I talked about the Superman movies, I strictly, I strictly stuck with the '78 one because you know we could, we could go with that. We could go with you can go with the animated Superman the animated, <laughs> from the and 50s. Then the George Reeves and with, yeah. That. So, and and then of course you know if we if we went TV shows, you know I you know where I stand with TV shows with with Superman, but you know as we go, um, I enjoyed. You know, obviously, I'm not gonna sit here and and drink the Superman Kool Aid. I will, I will give my opinions on some of the stuff. I I think I enjoyed all of the uh, Burton era Batman's. I know he didn't I didn't need to direct all of them, but you know that's how I refer to them as the Burton era. I enjoyed them all to a point. Yeah. You know, there was things I liked because you know I know people didn't like the Batman in one, or they didn't like how he played. But I thought. Like Val Kilmer played the best Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I agree with that. He was him. Yeah. Him and Clooney were good Bruce Wayne. Yes, their Batman's were. Yeah, yeah. all and, right. And, and you know that that kind of went that kind of went where I think some of these movies, even on on both sides, but especially these, they wanted to to appeal to a mass audience. Well, you have to because if you do, like you said, taking stuff from the comics, translating to a movie, some people are like going to be like, what? What's going on here? I don't understand. Right. Yeah, and and you know, um, we'll we'll get to the Snyderverse in a little bit. Like I said, I I liked the um, original Fantastic Four. I didn't like the Garfield Spider-Man movies because when I think of Peter Parker, I think of him as kind of a nerd, and Andrew Garfield just seemed like too much Teen Idol for me. Yeah, I think Tobey Maguire did the perfect. Even though he was like 30 at the time. But, <laughs> but you know, they always get <laughs> right. people in their yeah. 30s to play teenagers and yeah, everything. And, and, and I mean, you know, it's not like he's, you know, it's not like he's aged bad or he's no. aging. So, you know, it, it worked. But, you know, it's just now as we look back, you know, it's just kind of funny. And well, um, I think Tom Holland, he encompasses both Tobey Maguire and right. Andrew Garfield, right. which is like perfect. Yes. And yeah, and that was funny, like what you said, No Way Home, to see them all see them all together and they're different things. But my favorite out of the, out of the Marvel movies is Captain America. You know, it's maybe that's just because I'm a vanilla liking superhero, you know, cause obviously I like Superman, you know, very vanilla, very straightforward. The mainstream. You know, yeah. Yeah. Captain America was the same thing. And I, and it just goes back to what I was around as a kid because, you know, I had the Superman shirts and then I remember seeing stuff with Captain America and, you know, obviously you know, we all knew of the Incredible Hulk when we were little, whether you were into that stuff or oh, not. Yeah. Even though those movies, you know, could have been, you know, for a better point in time, term, dumpster fire, you know, because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't write those down on my list. <laughs> and I did see, I did see the um, Ang Lee one in the theater. Wow, I did. I, um, I, th- I think I saw the the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. Because that was a time that was a time in the movie theaters. I got a notification. Obviously, I'll turn that. <laughs> I forgot to turn that down. You know, this is this is the things when you have when you record live, folks. <laughs> you know, yeah, I had I'd seen Ang Lee one, and it's like I, you know, I didn't. You know, I wasn't much of a comic book reader. I looked at the, looked at it from, you know, okay, yeah, it was a good movie. You know, I'm kind of reminds me of my, my friend that I worked with at the video store once upon a time who used to say everything was okay. I kind of, I kind of found myself saying it was okay. 
Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, Angling Lord was... He did... I mean, Eric Bannon was good in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no taking that away from yeah. him. He was good, but in my opinion, he was too buff to be Bruce Banner. <laughs> do, you, do you remember... Do you remember when that came out? I had read it in a magazine that Ferrigno was trying to get into being the, the Hulk because he said... The animated one didn't have no life and it looked too rubbery or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, I was like, man, I said, Lou, Lou's still, you know, a, he's a like buff individual 80, to but this yeah, day. He, yeah, he's 80, like, but he puts anyone in their teens to 20s, 30s, 40s to shame. Right. Yeah, I, uh, I remember reading that. Like, he was like, he, he was almost wanting the Hulk to have heart. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting take of everything that we've seen. Well, back then, though, the Ang Lee one, that was, I don't want to say the beginning, but they're still figuring out, you know, right. CGI. Yeah, 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 and how yeah. to, I mean, it didn't look bad, but there was some stuff where you're like, uh. Yeah, because, you know, that was probably at the time, you know, when Lucas wasn't sharing all of his uh, his secrets, you know. Well, Star Wars will be for another conversation. You know, Star Wars, we, as much of my friends and I that like Star Wars, you included, you know, we could spawn that for many episodes. <laughs> so we have to do the so, the so, original trilogy, the prequel, right. the sequel trilogy, and that's yeah. three different ones yes. right there. Yes, Not to but, mention uh, all the TV shows and whatnot. So, so, so obviously, we think the Marvel the Marvel movies, for all intents and purposes, start with Iron Man. Yeah, it it, it did. I mean. That's the Marvel universe, right. you could say, but there's always Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know because there's Spawn, there's Blade. No, Spawn is Image Comics. Oh, okay. Yes, thought, that's thought, a, that's a thought, third company. I, I thought Spawn was in one of those. So. Nope, that's third party. That's Image Comics. I, I did, I did watch Spawn because that was a time when I was working in the video stores and I uh, would watch everything. That would come <laughs> out, so I hey, say, it was a good movie just, for when it came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, the CG in that was still. Early so, days. So I surprised you when I seen when I told you I saw the Hulk in uh, theaters. Did you see Iron Man in the theaters? I yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, I saw that in the theaters. Yes, that was the time. You know, obviously we have kids, and you know they they attend movies with us and stuff like that. But this was a time that my wife actually went and seen Iron Man with me because. A lot of these movies would come out around my birthday, so I'd be like, oh, okay, you need to go. You can go see this. And she's just like, okay, okay. And, like, when we seen that movie, I I enjoyed it, but it didn't rock my world like some people make it out to be. Like, like we know we know people, um, one who has a card decked out with Iron Man stuff. You, you know, that that's not my thing, but, you know, I did enjoy the movie, and I did go see, see Thor. Was Thor the next? Or, I don't, I, okay. Chronologically, I don't remember okay, well, what came out, but I think it was... Well, I can say I, I, can say I saw all three Iron Mans at the theater. I saw two of the Captain Americas at the theater. I saw the first Thor... I saw all the, uh, uh, the Avengers. Uh, I don't remember what I saw in theaters. Yeah, I, I remember. I know I saw a lot of them, but right. I don't remember so, which ones. So I get. I guess. How did you feel when you first seen, let's say, Iron Man? I thought it was. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. It's great because Iron Man at the time was 
let's say like a B or C tier hero. Everyone knew who he was, but didn't know backstory, all that kind of stuff. And like, yeah, I mean, of course, back then, before Disney owned Marvel, right, right, right. The could, I mean, that movie was it was sexual, it was dark, it was gritty. And what did how many? How many? Because they made. I'm trying to figure out when did Disney buy? Because you know, I always watch and you see the Paramount thing, you know, because that's the distributor and and whatnot. You know, sorry, I'm a I'm, that's inside that's inside terms. I'm a movie geek like that because when everyone would be like, would uh, say something about Disney, I'm like, you realize Disney owns like 90 percent of the studios in Hollywood, and this <laughs> and this was 30 years ago. You yeah, know, now it's probably probably about 80 percent. Well, I remember yeah. Disney. Bought Marvel when we were both at Walmart. Oh, okay. So that was a long time. Like that's a 15? that's a that's another episode too, <laughs> folks. You know, we'll you know us. You know, Matt and I worked at Walmart. You know, that's a you know backstory of how Matt and I have known each other. We've known each other since about my time at Walmart, and that would have been about sixteen years ago. So mm-hmm. you know, and and we found out that we had lots of other um, interest in mind. You know, I'm sure he'll be back on to talk about these many times. Oh, for sure. But I remember did because I I've heard this before, and I think I've adopted this and said it. Like the initial Marvel movies, the first one was great. The second one sometimes would be meh, and then you know if they made a third one, sometimes it would it would go either or. I think the only exception with with a second one would be Captain America because I enjoyed um, oh, Winter Soldier Winter was Soldier. way better than the first one because, in my opinion because they made it out to be like a political you know like suspense type movie which and it had all the superhero stuff in it too. I don't remember was did Disney own it before or after Winter Soldier that's a good question I should have done should have done better <laughs> research you know we'll you know we'll put that on there okay Matt's yeah, looking on the Google find, machine real find quick. <laughs> Google is our friend <laughs> but oh crap I forgot how to spell well yeah, yeah, you, they, yeah they don't pay to spell where you go, <laughs> so that's I tell them at work all the time I can't read and they're not buying it mostly yeah that's usually how it goes when it comes to stu- stuff like that alright we'll find out what year yeah did. cause I would say out of those alright if I had to pick I would say Winter Soldier is probably my favorite out of all the Marvel movies, even the Avengers, even all the Avenger ones. Okay, so Disney bought Marvel, or the acquisition came official, Mm. or they can do things with it, was December 31st, 2009. Wow. (laughs) Of all the crazy things you do on New Year's Eve, Disney Disney acquired a, a... Film franchise, comic franchise. Well, at the know, same time, sounds Marvel like was... Because they did the... We're doing comics, got bankrupt, so they had to sell off all their properties. That's how you get the Sony owning Spider-Man. Oh, that's, that's what I was, um, was going to ask you. If. Blade was owned by another... And the Hulk technically is owned by Paramount Pictures, but Marvel can use them any way they want. But if they want to make a standalone movie, they had to pay Paramount X amount and gotcha. stuff like that. Let's see... So, so does that mean that the Marvel comics and intellectual properties are all owned by 
the appropriate ones. You know, it's not like a standalone company like DC Comics is. You no, know? DC owns all their characters. Okay. 100%. Marvel does still to this day does not own everything. Because right now, Marvel and Disney, now Disney and Sony have an agreement. That's how you got the Tom Holland movies. Okay. Because Sony still owns them. And then it gets, it breaks down even further. Like, <laughs> you have all the rights to the comic book characters. Right. But when it comes to TV series or animated shows, they can do whatever. They have rights to all of those, okay. except for, like, one or two characters. And, like, some of them, like, okay, you have permission to use this for that. Like, um, Namor the Submariner, who appeared in Black Panther 2, he is technically owned by another company. But <laughs> since they didn't do anything with it, the only way to hold on the rights is, yeah, you can use them, but we still hold on the rights. It's like I always tell my son when he asks me questions about um, things. I said, the answer to the question you seek is money. Yeah. yeah money, money talks, which I find. Now, did you read, you know, we're, we're staying in the Marvel first, so that because I think we'll just cover, we'll, we'll go, you know, company by company, and then we'll... Did you read, like, all these comic characters at some point, you know, with the Fantastic Four, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, all these? Oh, well, yeah, back in the day, when I was growing up, there was this thing called the comic book store. <laughs> yes, yes, we are that old. I've worked in a video store. He, Matt, would frequent a comic book store. Yes. Uh, yeah, I would ride my bike down there. It's probably, like, 10, 15 miles away, but, you know, young and ride your bike everywhere. And what I do is stay there, talk to the owner. The owner and my dad were really good friends. So I'd read the comics, buy that, because that's the only time you could buy action figures. Right, yeah, yeah. Walmart, Target, whatever. They didn't have them. No, you want the really good stuff, you go to the comic book store. And Oh, yeah, I read it. You and, know, it's funny. I don't know if I ever told you this, but um, one of my mom's cousins has owned, like, a comic book shop and, like, cards, you know, that, that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. owned it in, I believe he lives in New Mexico, and he's owned it for, like, years, and his brother's were big comic book collectors because those were the first people that I ever knew when I was growing up that collected comics. You know, I had them in the boxes. Oh, yeah, I got the boxes. Kind of like... As the boxes. Kind of like our boy, uh, like our boy in Mallrats, you know, that everything. Shout out Jason Lee. (laughs) Oh, to answer a question from earlier, yes, Disney owned Marvel when Captain America Winter Soldier came out. It was five years after, so... Now, does does that surprise you that... The way that all of the Disney Marvel movies were kind of, I don't want to say cookie cutter, but they were kind well, of... back in the early years, each of them had their own flavor, I guess you could oh, okay. say. But phase one, you know, they were all different. Phase two, they started all merging. Three, they were like, okay, now we're getting into the cookie cutter stuff. Phase four, that's what it was. It was just ba-boom, 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 pumping them out. And serious moment, funny moment. Funny moment when it should be serious and so on. Well, and and do you think that that's when, like, okay, you know, Captain America, you know, he has his moments, you know, where he makes Thor's, obviously, you know, Thor and Loki have their moments where they're funny and sarcastic. But there's a time and place for it. Most of the time it feels like it's out of well, place. Do you, think, do you think that's why Guardians was like so much? Because Guardians kind of was... Off in their own world. Yeah, so I mean, it, at because... the time Guardians came out, it wasn't connected yeah. to anything else because they were literally in their own part of space, right? Different yeah, part yeah, of the yeah, universe. Yeah. yeah, and that and that's what I liked about uh, Ant Man. 
you know, obviously, you know, we all love Paul Rudd. You know, Paul Rudd's, you know, the... Doesn't age. Well, yeah, doesn't age is the, the sexiest man alive a couple of years ago. And I, that, that would have been something I would have never imagined, you know, the dude from Clueless being, having that title. <laughs> but, you know, we all love, we all love Paul Rudd. We continue to love Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, I never read the Ant-Man comic. I didn't know anything about it. Well, in one scene in Ant-Man... I think when he falls into a cab, you see a guy who's driving the cab. That was the creator of Ant-Man. Hmm. So he made a cameo in his movie, in nice. an Ant-Man movie. Now, did did the Ant-Man character in the comics have kind of like a humor and type thing, or was he... Well, as they did with... Uh, sort of something I actually like what Marvel did with the Ant-Man movie. Hmm. There's been three different Ant-Mans, and Scott Lang was the second one. That's Paul Rudd's character, and Michael Douglas, Hank Pym. Right, yeah, yeah. Was it, and it was, I want to say, more serious with the Hank Pym, and then Scott Lane came in, and it sort of did get that uh, more funny, not funny tone, but more relaxed. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, because, you know, like, all of them, because obviously, like, superheroes, you know, they, they're going with the weight of the world, because, you know, they want to do what's right, they want to do this for humanity and stuff like that, you know... Or like Thor and Black Panther, you know, they've, you know, they, they have to go through some lessons before they get the mantle, so to speak. Yeah. You know, the heroic mantle or in Thor and Black Panther's case, you know. King. Yeah, kings. Well, I mean, (laughs) Thor is not king yet, but that's, in the comic books, there is King Thor and they're not going to put him in any kind of movie anytime soon because of how powerful he is. Right, yeah. And that's the thing I have with the Marvel movies, is the power scaling in there. Because in the, where well, I'm jumping ahead to like, oh, we're talking about the Guardian, but Drax, the Destroyer, yeah, he can take on Thanos one on one. In the comics, he rips out his heart. I mean, just fully, because then rips it out. Of course, no one stays dead in the comics. Right. So, and in the and in the movie, you know, he 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 didn't look to be. You know, very strong, and I and I know. I mean, there are moment flashes where he was strong, but not as strong as he's supposed to be right. in the comics. But I can understand why in the Marvel movies they toned down stuff, but in the DC movies, they're like, okay, we're going to keep their power scaling as close as possible. Prime example is Superman, especially in the Superman versus Batman, when he's just like Batman's throwing everything at him. He's just like walking through, it like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's like. It's like who who throws this shoe type of thing, and you know, like the little or uh, or you know, yeah, we'll we'll hit another thing. Like one of my favorite quotes from Ghostbusters: "You are like the buzzing of flies to him." <laughs> but in and most in the Superman movies, like Superman Return, mm-hmm. not Superman Return, Man of Steel, Man of Steel. Thank you. Yeah, basically, he was just the only one who was powerful was General Zod. Yeah, and the only reason Zod is beating up on Superman because he's a trained soldier. Right. But Superman has more time learning his abilities than Zod had. And even in Batman versus Superman, you still see Superman. Who does he have to fight? He had to fight the biggest, baddest person in right. that. Which is uh, Doomsday and of course in the comic books. Like they did, I sort of like how they tied the comic books and the movie together, Doomsday killing him. Right, yeah, 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 that's spoiler spoiler alert if you haven't seen Batman or versus Superman or if you didn't know that Superman was killed in the comics, what was it? Oh come that happened like thirty years yeah, ago. Yeah, thirty years ago. Thirty five years ago, something like that. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I it wasn't a spoiler when I talked about the '78 Superman movie, so I, it shouldn't be a spoiler that we're talking about about the uh, death of Superman, which which I have, and I know I know you have too. So, well, like that's the thing. That's to me, that's the biggest difference between Marvel and DC is DC is they're trying to keep their characters more grounded in reality, but at the same time have them help represent how they were in the comics. Right. Marvel's like like we talked about earlier. That was how it was at the beginning, but now it's formulaic and how they right. want it to be. And I, I wonder because, you know, now that Hollywood's on strike... I thought that ended. The, the, the writer's one ended. Oh, okay. The actor's has not. I didn't even know there was an actor's one. <laughs> yeah, there's a Screen Actors Guild and there's a Writer's Guild. And you would think that they would uh, set these contracts up to where they didn't fall the same year you know like okay we're gonna give you five years well you know we'll give you six years that way they don't have this catastrophe going on in Hollywood that's a that's another story for another day you know that's why I've been catching up on TV shows all summer you know because there wasn't any big movies to watch and stuff like that well I mean I have I think the last I forgot what the last movie I watched was but I've been just watching One Piece that's just (laughs) anime that's it yeah that's what my that's what my uh, my son had been oh wait I remember the last movie Marvel not Marvel Superhero movie I watched was The Flash. Mm. I still have not watched that. Don't. Well, <laughs> I'm probably going to watch it because, you know, I haven't watched The Flash. I haven't watched any of the uh, Guardians movies. And my friend my friend Jeff chastised me for that all the time. Oh, yeah. You have to watch the first. I haven't seen the third one, but I do plan on watching it. But, yeah, they're, it's all by the same director yes. slash writer, so... Slash head of DC now. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, but you know, the Guardian movies are great so far. They're they're consistent. Yeah. is what I would say. Like okay. other Marvel movies aren't consistent. So, so would you say that the Guardian movies are consistent, closest to the comics? Would you say no? They or went you, off on their own. Okay, path, so, but, so you just think the movies just stay consistent? Yeah, the movies. Okay. No, like comics. You know, the both Marvel and DC. They have a reboot or. DC's is always the crisis on Infinite Earths, crisis on this, crisis that. Marvel, they have their own reboots, like House of M, when Scarlet Witch says no more mutants, resets it. There's only like 100 mutants left in the whole universe. Or when they take, I know there was a battle between, I think it was like, I forgot his full name, but King uh, Thor versus like something long, powerful name Thanos at the end of the world where basically Thor beats him and he... The Earth is like, it's like five, six thousand years or something like that. No humans left. Why can't we get a movie like that? That sounds like a pretty good movie. Yeah, no, there's no... The universe (laughs) is like distraught of life, but Thor gives up his life force, restarts time pretty much. As as someone who's as well-versed into the comics as you are, do you find it surprising when people are like... Well, they're copying from this. Well, you're, they're copying from this. And it's, you know, and it's all been the, like the exact same thing, you know, like the multiverse, you know, the um, Thanos and Dark Side, you know, when people are like, oh, they're copying from that. You know, well, it's, when they say copy, most of it's like a year or two difference between it. But yeah, Thanos and Dark Side, they're the big bads of each respective universe. But Dark Side came first. Um, Hawkeye, Green Arrow. I think Green Arrow came first. The good one is Deadpool and Deathstroke. 
think Deathstroke, but Marvel even came out and said, no, Deadpool is going to be a uh, spoof of him. His name, you know, Deathstroke, Slade Wilson, yeah. Deadpool, Wade Wilson. So, and Deadpool originally came out as sort of a, you know, X, a Weapon X program thing. And then from there, he just, even in the, the movie, Deadpool movies are, say, most accurate to the comics because he does break the fourth wall. He does say stupid Okay, I got you. Stuff all the time. And I mean, that's because Ryan Reynolds is also a huge Deadpool fan, read all the comics and everything. And Ryan Reynolds is. Is he the. Okay, well. He was. Well, the third one, they had to shut down the movie because he's the direct. Not direct. He was the. He helped write the script for it. No, I was trying. I was trying to think. Obviously, the Marvel actors, you know, we've had consistently one actor playing everything so yeah and you know he was in that what was it the x-men or the wolverine x-men origins wasn't he deadpool in that yes he was that was yeah because he made and he was green lantern so he's been on both sides and um well no chris evans has been two in dc's oh he's two in marvel excuse me he's also in the another i don't want to say independent but another combo company chris evans was also in scott pilgrim versus the world and Brandon Routh was also in there too. <laughs> yeah, we're we're heading over that side of the, side so of the street I'm, right now. So we're. It looks like we've talked about every one of the the main Marvel characters, with the exception of Captain Marvel and Doctor Strange. Mm. I have not seen the Doctor Strange movies. Um, I've been told that they are very good movies. Yeah, yeah they are. And I did see Captain Marvel, which. I thought it was kind of weird in a lot of spots because when they're calling her Marvel and well, the thing is though is Carol Danvers is Captain Marvel, but Marvel was the original one, and everyone thought that's who Jude Law character was going to be. Oh, okay. Because he's a not a skull, a Cree or something. Yeah, a Cree, and basically it's like go back to Ant Man. Hank Pym was Ant Man, and he passed yeah, it on. Yeah, yeah. This it was supposed to be something like that in the comics. That's why the Marvel came in there. Yeah, because they because they've done that in multiple comics. Cause hasn't there been multiple Captain Americas in the comics? Yes and no. Oh, okay. Because there is one where, and they're doing it now with the fourth Captain America movie coming out, where Sam Wilson right, right, is right, taking right. over yeah. the mantle. <laughs> but in one comic book, I forgot exactly what happened, but his super sir, super soldier serum, something happened to it, so it made him more he aged. We couldn't do what it was. But other than that, there really has there's been think, one or two other Captain Marvels, but it's always gone back. Speaking to speaking, Steve of, speaking of aging, do you think that that was something that they did in um, Endgame? Because since he aged at the end, or you think it was because he just actually lived those many years? You know, because I was I was kind of confused by that, like. When he went back in time, he was young, but then when he came back, he was old. But then it's like, well, wait a minute. He's already 100 years old. So like, but basically, he lived two lives because <laughs> he went back, got back with... Uh, Peggy. Yeah, Peggy. And then he basically lived a second life. He married her, blah, right, blah, right. blah. Witnessed everything that happened. So that's why at the end of it, he's sitting on there and he gives right. Sam Wilson the shield. And then... And then, you know, Chris Evans probably said, I want 
this man, this many millions to do Captain America. And Diz is like, no, we'll just we'll just write you out like this, and you know maybe we'll bring you back. I mean that that way they did it like that yeah. does open up a door for him to come back. And I just read a rumor that they're going to do a soft reboot, mm-hmm. so they can bring back like Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, and other people who haven't. Well, that's only the really two that have sort of I'm stepping away for a while. Well, and, minus um, Hugh Jackman, who's coming back as Wolverine. Johansson, you know, because the way yeah. that they did, you know, because, like, arguably the three biggest stars from the Avengers movies. Well, know. I mean, I think, what was it? Yeah, Black Widow, that movie was, if you're into, like, spy thrillers, it's yeah, all was, right. Yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of an in-between movie, I think. You yeah. know, kind of like what, uh... Basically, all that did was set up, uh, Florence Pugh's character yeah. to come into the main line. That's, that's what I felt. Yeah, so we'll probably, so... Down the road, we'll probably see her, or if... Um, well, I mean, she already did appear in the Hawkeye TV series. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Which wasn't bad, but that also set it up Man, for... Man, it's so hard to keep track of all these things. Remember somehow that? I'm doing because, it. Because you just said it, Hawkeye, and I forgot all about Hawkeye, and Hawkeye was one that I enjoyed. I, well, like I said, the TV series, basically, that's setting it up. Set it up perfectly, because, you know, Jeremy Reiner had that accident. Yeah, yeah. But in the Hawkeye TV series, he takes on a protege. Right. Who does eventually in the combos yeah. take over the Hawkeye name? So that's weird how that sort of sets it, it up. Does it fall? Does that fall into the mar? Do you find that more in the Marvel because there's multiple people that have been these characters over the years as opposed to over on the the DC side? I mean, obviously, I know that Superman is invincible, Wonder Woman is invincible, so. And the Flash, there's I know there's been multiple Flashes because oh, yeah. of the multi multiverse and things like that. Just from the Flash, well, basically TV shows. in the Flash, it's more of a family thing because they're all related to each other somehow. Like you know, Barry Allen's the first. Actually, he's not the first one. Um, Jay. Jay was the first one. Hey, I remembered something. How about that? <laughs> But then his connection to Speed Force is completely different from how Barry is. And then Wally is his nephew or something. But then Bart Allen is Barry Allen's grandson who does what every Flash does, run and travel through time. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I was... Yeah, I remembered that from the the TV show. And it's funny that you said that, you know, um, related somehow. It feels like my family here in, here in town. And, oh, just... Off the cuff yesterday, my, my wife and I were talking about how many first cousins we have. And, you know, obviously on my mom's side, I don't have very many, but I counted on my dad's side, over 40. Jeez. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, I mean, that's like in the comic books too, because uh, the, the, the Flash, because there's a whole Flash family. When I say family, yeah, uh, Wally West and Iris, right, right. they have like three, four kids. But since he's already been connected to Speed Force, it, he passes it on. And then those kids, they're speedsters too. And then they have kids and so on and so forth. So shout out to my family on my dad's side. You know, we could, we could make us a Speed Force family, <laughs> among other things. <laughs> but, all right, so we, we've touched. So we've hit Marvel pretty well. So obviously let's, let's chat about the DC. You know, obviously... The the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, you know we we all we all love Christopher Reeve, you know the, yeah. the stories, you know could be this. Now I got a I got a question for you because again, like I said, I'm not as well versed into the comics. 
the Zod, was he a comic character? I think he came from the movies first, then they put him in the comics. Oh, because okay. he just kind of became so popular from... Well, I mean, you got Terrence Stamp and has that, like, stoic, before Zod type thing going on, and everyone loved it. The same thing with Harley Quinn in the Batman animated series. Okay. They loved her, so they put her in the comics. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, there's a... I think that's also happened on Marvel side, too, but I don't remember off the top of my head. But, yeah, DC is like... Oh, you guys love this character? Okay, we'll put him in the comics somehow. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny what you said about Zod, because I remember um, one of the magazines I used to get, it had a pop culture movie thing, and it was like, biggest intergalactic a-hole. And I, and I think Zod was number one. And it says, it says you know, he may, be, he, he may have been mean, he may have been this, but... I'll be darned if he doesn't rock that 70s backup <laughs> dancer outfit and have oh. the greatest quote in the history of comic books. All the Kryptonians had that. I mean, Ursa and uh, I forgot the big guy's name, but oh, yeah, they rocked it. Non, wasn't it? What? Non? Yeah, non yeah, or yeah, sorry, non. Yeah, I, I just remember that because I'd been, I'd, no surprise to you, I would imagine. I'd recently watched Superman 78, and at the beginning, we you know, I remember to the woman Ursa, which I, Thought was funny, but that was that Kryptonian, Shakespearean, Brando-ish thing. I would, I would think from there because, so you know, obviously we love, we all love Christopher Reeve, you know, and and you and I have watched because I think I, I think I gave it to you was the uh, Donner cut, the Richard Donner cut. Did you know about yeah. that beforehand? Or? Oh yeah, I knew about okay. it. I didn't, I've never seen it until you gave me that copy of it, and I'm like. Oh, watch this and I watched it like three four times that was a Christmas gift from my wife shout out to my wife <laughs> not, not recently it's been a been a while for that but I, I I think we both agree that that one was better than the original Superman oh, yeah. 2 cut and then you know S- Superman 3 Superman 4 you know they're fine for what they were but that's another character they put in the comic books was Power Man or is it Nuclear Man? It was Nuclear Man. Nuclear, yeah. That, put, that would have been funny if they called him Power Man. No, no. Power Man's a completely different okay. character. <laughs> That's actually what Luke Cage, going back to Marvel, was called before he just said, no, we'll just call him Luke Cage. Oh, and before we before we dive deeper back into DC, um, I want to touch on a Marvel movie, and this will be a hot take. You know, you can, you can point and laugh at me, you know. It's like you do any other time. But uh, the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie, I enjoyed it. I liked it for what it was. Well, I think when you compare Ben Affleck to Charlie Cox, Charlie Cox to me is Daredevil. He right. Fits yeah. it. But both of them, and even in the Daredevil movie, he that's how he is in the comics. Yeah. Dark. Gritty, just brooding, 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 brooding yeah, superhero term, <laughs> yeah, brooding, pretty much. And in my mind, everyone makes a comparison. Oh, you know, Moon Knight's just a copy of Batman. I'm like, no, Daredevil's more closely to Batman than anyone else. Yeah, I, and and I think for me, obviously, having the crush on Jennifer Garner that I did, um, I like the movie. I I think the visual effects is what I like. Oh, especially when he's like, they're on top of the roof. Yeah, he's like, pressure just dropped. It, the temperature dropped a couple right. of, and it yeah. starts raining yeah. and you can actually see yeah, because, a, you can't see the air quotes see right, your face because, because that is what I thought 
you know, obviously, you know, we had the Star Wars movies, you know, with the visual effects, but I don't recall a movie up till that point that had kind of like in-depth effects like that. Because that I remember, I was like, dude, this is cool. Like, I, I enjoyed the movie. I've never watched the Daredevil TV show on Netflix. I know I'm behind. I think it's on Disney Disney Plus now. I, I, think, they, I don't remember. But I know they're... Doing a season to, four slash reboot. Or yeah, they've moved, they've moved a lot of stuff that were on the Netflix DC sh- or Marvel shows, excuse me, <laughs> on the Disney Plus. So I'll have to but, catch up on. I that. mean, there's some scenes in there. I'm like, this is silly. Why did they do that? But the rest of the cast, you know, Michael Duncan Clark as Kingpin. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that was. And a lot of people, I don't know why, get up in arms. Oh, they're race swapping. Like. The dude's big enough to be Kingpin. He has that deep voice, that commanding voice. To be, I loved him as funny, Kingpin. Funny, funny factoid. You do know who um, Ben Affleck's sidekick in Daredevil is? Huh. The guy that played the other lawyer? Oh, uh, not, yeah, Foggy. Favreau. Favreau. Oh. <laughs> and and, and what, what did Favreau start? Iron Man. Okay. It's so, all connected. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah, it's just... I, I'm one for that. You know, I well, love this. You said his uh, sidekick. I'm thinking, oh, you know, Matt Murdock's yeah, partner is yeah. his, his lawyer buddy. Yeah, that's the firm. What, yeah, that's what I. That's what I meant. So, you know, obviously we got the. Uh, you know, we touched Superman movies. Superman Returns. Now, I don't know. How, I th- I think we've talked about this. Yeah. I liked it for what it was. Oh yeah. And do you remember? In the documentary, the Look Up in the Sky, the story of Superman, they had made it sound like that that was supposed to be the sequel to Donner's Part 2. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was originally supposed to basically ignore the third and fourth yeah, one and then have that one pick up a whole right, new Right, yeah, it, and, and I, liked, I liked that concept. And, and that was the, the thing I didn't understand why they didn't at least give him a sequel because it made good enough money that was the first time i'd ever heard i'd ever heard john williams's uh theme on the big screen that was the first time i'd heard it and i was like whoa like this is oh god if you've ever been to a movie you've probably heard john williams right yeah yeah yes you know you know yeah if you you've been to the theater to see star wars you've been to the theater to see jaws jurassic park you know, that's John Williams. You know, oh, shout that's... out to John Williams, arguably the greatest composer of our lifetime. You know, yeah. Obviously, he's not Beethoven, but, you know, <laughs> Beethoven and them probably could have been envious of him at that time. Yeah, but, that's true. You know, I, I liked Superman Returns. The thing I didn't like about Superman Returns, I didn't like Kate Bosworth as Lois because I thought she was too young. No, what was it supposed to be, that young, go out there, take risks, go get right, her? Right, but, but knowing Kate Bosworth, she was only like... 20 at the time really yeah because huh. because she was in blue crush you know the the girl surfer movie um i know that i'm familiar with this movie because that's one of my wife's favorite movies um that was the thing i and i guess the thing i didn't like about that was she was like oh the world doesn't need superman the world doesn't need superman oh god you know blah you know this and this but and then she's then Superman comes back. Oh, Superman! You know the stars in her eyes and everything they like that. But, flips back yeah, and forth, real yeah, quick. Yeah, but you know that could have been you know as they call it, defense mechanism and stuff like that. So, oh, I mean, or a coping skill like did. he's gone. Okay, so so you know because I I brought brought you in as a uh, the comic expert, so to speak. 
did any of the Superman movies, so you said Nuclear Man was a character that they, from the movie they put in a comic. Yeah, it was like a well. short series or something. Did, did any of the Superman movies, and you know, we'll, not, we'll, we'll hold off from Man of Steel at the moment, but was that, did any of those follow comics or were those kind of just pretty straightforward, you know, like the comics? Well, basically, Superman 1 starts off, ship crashes in right. rural Kansas, and other than that, I mean, the stick, let's see, Superman 1 sticks to it very close to the comics and then sort of branches off on its own. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Superman 2, but they do, but obviously they couldn't do like, they did his cold breath in the movies, right? Didn't do yes. his, uh, did he do his eye lasers? Yeah, he, they did that in Superman 2. That's right. Because remember, remember in the original Superman 2, he pulls the S-shield in like a, like a plastic trash bag and throws <laughs> it at the guy. And, uh, Actually, if you did that in the comics too. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, did, I, didn't get, I didn't catch that. You know, like I said, that's... Yeah, I mean, for the most part, they, they kept... I'm going to say they kept the spirit of Superman in oh, the okay. movies, but they didn't really go towards the... Because back then, no one really knew who... You did, didn't know Superman's rogue gallery other than Lex Luthor. Okay, gotcha. Then, of course, Doomsday didn't come along until the 90s. And then, I can never... Mr. Zethoplicomex? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, They're I, not going I, I to... I know that character because I've seen it in the um, documentary. Yeah. So, I, I know that. Yeah, I couldn't say that. You know. Oh, they're not, I mean, Solomon Grundy's more... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Superman, but, you know, branches out to no gotcha. Batman, what, gotcha. Green Lantern, whatever... But his rogues gallery is not that big, so you have to stick with everyone knows, and that's almost a problem with. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> somebody's outside. You know, we're we're re- I'm recording in an alternate place today. <laughs> you know, so ambient noise is coming. But oh. all right, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this first segment. Join us again for part two coming soon to you as always you can find us at this that and other things podcast on apple and spotify you can email us at t underscore t o t pod at yahoo.com and you can find us on instagram at this that other things pod and we'll talk to you later